Thank you for downloading this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We pray that you receive encouragement from the study of God's Holy Word and that you will grow in the faith and understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the way here, I ran into Marty Spilches. And you know, Marty Spilches, he's got a cousin named Shmuley. Shmuley Spilches. Now, Shmuley just got out of the army. And uh, when Shmuley was in the army, his sergeant did not like him. So his sergeant said, Private Shmuley, I know you don't like me, and you're probably going to step all over my grave when I die. So Private Shmuley says, Sergeant, that's not so. You know how much I hate standing in line. Oh, yeah. That spilchus gets around. You know, what's crazy is I go to these different congregations or a conference, and it's crazy when I see, I heart Marty spilchus. Or people will say, oh, I forgot my button. I forgot my button. Bring more buttons. Judy, we have to start making more buttons. (laughs) I say we have to start making more buttons. No, you have to start making more buttons. Okay, I want you to picture yourself in a job interview. The interviewer tells you that you cannot be considered for the job because you lack some computer skills. So you enroll in a computer course, and in a month, you've gained the necessary skills. You return to the company, and the interviewer tells you that you need management skills. You don't have the management skills they need. So you take a couple of management courses that were recommended. When you return to the company a third time, you're told that the real reason, the real reason they cannot hire you is because you're Jewish. You simply do not reflect the image the company wishes to represent to their clients and the public. So, what is the message the company is sending you? This is an anti-Semitic, this is an anti-Semitic company. What is anti-Semitism? The word Semite comes from the name Shem, who was the eldest of Noah's three sons. In Genesis 9, verse 26, he, that's Noah, also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, And let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him, that's God, dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. So the descendants of Shem became known as the Shemites. I spoke on this a while ago. Didn't you remember this? They became known as the Shemites, later called the Semites, and they were the Hebrews, and later they were called the Jews, or Jewish people. Anti-Semitism, what is it? It's hostility or prejudice against Jewish people. Anti-Semitism is anyone who strongly dislikes and is prejudiced against Jewish people. And anti-Semitism, an anti-Semite is the guy drinking at the bar. He notices this very Jewish-looking guy sitting at a table nearby, and for no reason at all, He says, bartender, he says, he points to the Jew and says, give everybody in the place a drink, except that guy right there. 
So the bartender gives everybody in the place a drink, except the, the Jewish-looking guy. The anti-Semite looks at the Jew with a, with a smug grin, and the Jew smiles back. The anti-Semite later says, bartender, give everybody a drink of your finest. Plus, give them an appetizer. He looks at, directly at the Jewish guy and he says, accept him. The Jewish man looks at the anti-Semite and he smiles. Furiously, the anti-Semite says to the bartender, he says, is that Jew over there just stupid or pretending to be? Bartender says, oh no. He's the owner of the bar. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful time when I get to share with my family. And God, I pray that they see the significance of this message. And they truly remember. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I'm getting so I'm getting so used to saying Yeshua that it's it kind of things have kind of switched. You know, Jesus, Yeshua, same, same. It's like Frank and Pancho, same, same. You know, and so uh, if I slip and say Yeshua, you know who I'm talking about, right? Okay. All right. So recently, I was reading some material from Dr. Michael Brown. Who is Dr. Michael Brown? Um, he's a, he's an, um, a, a writer. He writes a lot of books. He's a debater. He's an apologetic. Uh, he's one of the probably one of the top three in the United States for uh, as a Jew. Um, in fact, uh, Jim and I just heard him a couple days ago. He was speaking at our conference. And it's interesting, he used to be part of Tikkun, the, the, the organization that I'm part of, and he's still very, very uh, locked into the organization. Anyways, uh, anyways um, what, a lot of what I'm going to say uh, came from him in one of his, one of his books, Anti-Semitism. You know, before my bar mitzvah, um, I wondered why why people didn't like Jewish people. I, I couldn't understand. In fact, I never really experienced anti-Semitism. I think I really never did until I was maybe 12, 13 years old. I experienced none. I know my friends. I grew up in a, a Gentile neighborhood and, you know, Christmas time, I would go to their house and we play with their, I play with their toys that were under the tree. And, uh, and then Hanukkah, they would, some of my friends would come to my house and they would play with the toys that, that I got. You know, their toys were more interesting than my toys. You know, I would get crayons one day and I'd get coloring book the next day. And so I didn't get big, big stuff, but I got a, a lot of little, little things. So we used to pray, but I never really experienced anti, any type of anti-Semitism until uh, my teenage years. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. This is a, li a, li this is a little bit off, but it's um, my, my notes for sure. So picture this. Okay, I'm a senior in high school. I'm a senior in high school. And uh, there's, there's two Jews on our team. There's a guy named Bernie and me. And, and I was a captain of the team. And my coach, uh, Tony Borzakowski, who's now not on this earth anymore. He would he would have us all take a knee and then we pray. And he'd always say, in Jesus' name. Okay. 
Fine, fine. So one day, so our team was, I was doing good, but our team wasn't doing so hot. So one day, I opened my big mouth, okay? And I said, I said, Coach, when you pray, we're not doing so good. Why don't you let me pray? I don't know why I said that. It was a dumb thing to say because I didn't know what to say. So, <laughs> so, so what I did, every, I had everybody bow their heads, and I, in Hebrew, I gave the Torah blessing. I didn't know what else to say. You know, I went, Baruch Adonoyam, Baruch, Baruch Adonoyam, Baruch Adonoyam, I never, I just, it was, had nothing to do with nothing. Okay, but I said it, I said, amen, everybody goes, amen, they didn't know what I said. But anti I never really had much anti-Semitism. Uh, no, we lost. We, lo we lost. We lost. We lost. The, we lost the. I won. I won. But but they did not. Our team did not win. So neither. It didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> you know, I'm convinced that unless you're born again and have an understanding of the new covenant, anti-Semitism does not make sense. And I strongly believe anti-Semitism proves something. What's that something? I'm going to tell you at the very end what it proves. I want you to think about four facts, maybe three facts. I'm not sure how many I have up there. But fact number one, anti-Semitism is the longest and the deepest hatred in all of human history history. Around uh, 465 B.C., the book of Ezra, in the book of Ezra, as we read, uh, we see anti-Semitism, and it temporarily stopped the building of the temple. For example, let's read this, Ezra 417. Then King Artaxerxes sent his reply to Rahem, the governor, uh, Shemeshai, the court secretary, and their colleagues living in Samaria and throughout the province west of the Euphrates River. G greetings. The letter you sent has been translated and read to me. I ordered a search of the records and have found that Jerusalem was indeed, has indeed been a hotbed of insurrection against many kings. In fact, rebellion and revolt are normal there. Powerful kings have ruled over Jerusalem and the entire province west of the Euphrates River, receiving tribute, customs, and tolls. Therefore, issue orders to have these men stop their work. That city must not be built except at my express command. Be diligent and don't neglect this matter, for we must not permit the situation to harm kings, the king's interests. When this letter from King Artaxerxes was read to Ram, uh, Shimshai, and their colleagues, they, hur they hurried to Jerusalem. Then, with a show of strength, they forced the Jews to stop building. So the work on the temple of God in Jerusalem had stopped, and it remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. So it was actually, the history is that they were not troublemakers, but it was hung on them, and the temple had to be stopped. Was there really a real reason, a valid reason? No, it was fake news. 
And, and what happened was um, the temple was not able to be built because of that. Now, to this very day, to this very day, Jerusalem remains the center of international controversy. It's the only nation whose capital city is not recognized by still much of the world. And our president took a huge stand in recognizing. It's interesting, believers around the world, they, they, they know that Jesus, they know where he's coming back to. He's, coming, he's not coming back to Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's coming back to Jerusalem, which is the city of David, which is the capital of, the, of Israel. Everybody knows it. But they were forced to put their uh, parliament in Tel Aviv, knowing that the real capital is Jerusalem. So presidents, plural, have said, yes, we're going to change the capital. We're going to put it in Jerusalem. But they didn't have the courage to do it because of um, pushback. Well, today we have a president that not only accepts pushback, but he pushes forward too, doesn't he? And so, whether you like him or not, a historical thing happened. In Israel, they love him. If he'd run for president in Israel, I think he might win. So it's amazing. Now, and even today, even today, very few countries are putting their um, embassies yet in Jerusalem. But I imagine it will happen in time. Now, to read more about anti-Semitism, let's look again to the 4th century B.C. when the book of Esther was written. In Esther 3, verse 8, Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people despised and scattered among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom, whose customs are different from those of all other people, and who do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the, in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them, and I will put 10,000 talents of silver into the royal treasury uh, for the, the men who carry out this business. So we have, we have Purim, this holiday Purim, because um, the people were not wiped up. In fact, in fact the... Uh, everything was turned around from the people who wanted to murder all of the the the, 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 uh, the Hebrews. Uh, it was just the opposite, and Mordechai was um, exalted, and and Haman was was hung along with his sons. So, why is anti-Semitism the longest and deepest hatred in all of human history? Why? Fact number two, anti-Semitism is the most widespread hatred of a people in the history of the world. No matter what country you travel, you will find different degrees of anti-Semitism. Okay, I just read about, you know, France has become very anti-Semitic. In fact, it's crazy, but um, in France, a, a major portion, you may not know this, of the of the billionaires in France, they're Jewish. And so anti-Semitism got so bad recently, recently in France, that these wealthy 
Jews. They said, you know what? We're leaving here. And so they pulled out, and now they, a lot of them settled in the Tel Aviv area, and they took their money with them. And it actually hurt the economy of France. And the French government tried to get them back, but they said, forget it. We're not, we're not going there. Did you know Sweden? It shocked me. The Swedes are very anti-Semitic today. No matter what country you go to, you're going to find anti-Semitism. And you wonder, why? Why? What did these people do to them? Nothing. Fact number three, anti-Semitism is the most vicious and irrational hatred of all time. For example, I believe it was around 1215 when the Catholic Church declared that the communion emblems literally became the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And soon the Jews were accused of stealing and torturing communion wafers. And the result was many Jewish communities were murdered and burnt at the stake. Think about that. You know, I could have been hung. Picture this. I'm in the, I was stationed in the Philippines at a place called Wallace Air Station. And uh, our air conditioner and our barracks shut down. So a few of us said, let's go into the library. It's nice and cool in the library. And we'll take our blankets and pillow and we'll just sleep on the floor. And so about a, a dozen of us went in the library, which is also where they hold the, the church services. Okay, well, one of the guys, one of the guys had some jam that his mother sent him, but we had no bread. You get in the picture. So I, I in that time, I have never seen a communion wafer before. I was, I wasn't yet a believer. I'd never even seen a communion wafer. Okay, but one of the guys said, "Hey, listen, I know where there's what we can do." So he had these boxes of. Um, it kind of looked like, um, well, these boxes with the little little circles that, and, and uh, about like the size of a, a silver dollar. And we used to take a whole bunch of them like this, take the jam, put it on the jam, and kind of eat it. You know, I could have been hung for like that, you know, centuries before. They'd have, they'd have hung me for something like that. Well, we all, we all had it. I mean, even the Catholics were eating. Even the guys that went to the service were eating that stuff. We were putting jam on the wafers, you know. And needless to say, when the, when the, the priest was helicoptered into our base and he couldn't find his wafers, heads were rolling. Okay, let's go on. <clears throat> Trying to find out where I am. Okay, you know... In Europe, in the middle 1700s, Europeans experienced something called the Black Plague. And the Jews were, were accused of starting the plague by poisoning the wells with a mixture of spiders, lizards, hearts of Christians, mixed together with the sacred elements of communion. And they were, many were killed, burnt to the stake. Jews have been accused of spreading AIDS to the world. Arranging, they were accused of arranging the 9-11 attacks in 2001. They're even, ready for this one? 
They've even been accused of controlling the Catholic Church. Reason that one out. Well, Frank, uh, how, does the, how does the world explain anti-Semitism? Well, some say anti-Semitism is because the Jews killed Christ. I heard that one as a kid. You know, you know I heard the Jews killed Jesus. And I'm thinking, Jesus is your God. If my people can kill your God, what kind of God is he? That's what I was thinking. But is that true? In John 10, verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. The words of Jesus. In 1 John 3, 16, this is how we know that what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. If he wanted, you know, this, this is God manifesting in the flesh, you know. But he knew his mission, to die on the cross. So the reason for anti-Semitism cannot be because the Jews kill Christ, because the Bible shows us that anti-Semitism actually even existed prior to the birth of Christ. And, and we know that Christ laid down his life uh, so all people of the world really could experience salvation. Some say anti-Semitism exists because uh, someone has to be a scapegoat when things go bad. That's crazy. But that's what some say. Some say anti-Semitism exists because Jews are so different. And people attack what they don't understand. Now that's a crazy reason because even today in Israel, most Jews are secular. And if it wasn't for their last name, for many of the Jews, you wouldn't even know they're Jewish. In Germany, in 19, late 1930s and 40s, most Jews in Germany were secular. Some say anti-Semitism exists because Jewish people are bad people. Well, in all groups, in all people groups, you'll always find a few bad people. But on the whole, Jews are actually very moral and ethical people. And they certainly do not have a monopoly on being bad people. Some say anti-Semitism exists because they believe Jews have all the money. Well, my dad would laugh at that. My, I don't think my dad ever made more than $8 an hour. In the past, Jews had often been the poorest people in their societies because of the oppressive laws passed against them. But even being poor, they experienced anti-Semitism. So the question is, why anti-Semitism? I'm going to give you the bottom line. See if you can come up with this yourself. But I want to read you some scriptures to validate what I'm going to say. In Matthew 23, verse 37 to 39, he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those who sent uh, those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather 
your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you are not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So on the whole, those in, in Israel, whatnot, are going, we know Jesus not coming back till they're, 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 the Jews in Israel are welcome Jesus. First of all, they've got to be back in the land. Second of all, they've got to receive him. This is a great thing because the group that, that, that I'm involved in, we're really um, heading up the evangelism in Israel. This is the group. Takun is really um, one of the major players in seeing Israelis come to Christ. They're starting congregations, a lot of congregations. In fact, I just met uh, at the conference I was at, I met, I met two... Um, Two young lead, uh, congregational leaders, a guy named uh, Blue, um, Rosenthal, Ariel Rosenthal, and Tal um, uh, Rubin. I met those two guys and had a great time with them. Had lunch with both of them, and we had, we had a great time. And when I next time I go up there, I'll be doing some leadership training for both of their congregations. But they're just great guys, great guys, and they love the Lord. Romans eleven verse. Now we're going to read a lot of scripture. Romans eleven eleven. Do God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Now he's speaking about. Jewish people. Of course not. They were disobedient. So God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because of the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. I am saying all this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this. For I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might save some of them. For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be Life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy, just as the entire batch of dough is holy, because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel, have been broken off. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted into a, into replace the branches that were broken off. You're just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, 
Those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourselves, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He's severe towards those who disobeyed him, who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again. For God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You by nature were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cultivated tree, he will, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. This is an amazing set of scriptures. Just amazing. See, much of the body of Christ just doesn't get this. Now, I know you folks get it because you, you've, you've heard this for years, but much of the church doesn't get it. See, see, they think when they hear of Messianic Judaism, they think these Messianic Judean, they think these Messianic congregations are should now be grafted into into them, and I think this is crazy. No, no, they're grafted into us. Who's grafted into who? Okay, and there's such a controversy because there's just they just don't the, the churches doesn't get it. But you know, just recently. Within the last 40 years, major Bible colleges like, like um, Wheaton, Trinity, Dallas Theological Seminary, they've changed their stands. And they're now teaching Hebrew studies. They're teaching Messianic Jewish studies. Things are changing around the world. But here we are in Milwaukee. We don't hear about it. We don't see, we don't see what's going on. But I'm telling you, things are happening around the world in a, hu in a huge, huge way. The scripture tells us that God singled out the Jewish people as his instrument for world redemption. And he promised that the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would always, re would always remain on earth as a distinct people, despite their sins and failures. And Satan has marked them, and he wants them destroyed. <clears throat> Listen, we know that the landing strip for the Lord is Jerusalem. That's why there's such controversy there. That does, really doesn't even make sense. Jesus said he'll not return until the Jews welcome their Messiah back to earth. And that's why Satan hates the Jews, and he's really the father of anti-Semitism. And all the anti-Semitics of the world are going to be really surprised when Christ returns as a glorified Jew. Much of the church is going to be, be, be surprised. He's not going to come back as a Baptist or a Catholic or a Lutheran. He's coming back a Jew. Now, I want to conclude with the following statistics from the Anti-Defamation League, which is a Jewish civil rights um, organization. And I'm, much of what I'm going to say, I'm quoting from them. 
<clears throat> anti-Semitic hate crimes have spiked in Europe in recent years, especially in France, which has the world's third largest Jewish population. In 2012, you just, they just say three children and a teacher were shot by a radical Islamic gunman in, in Toulouse, France. In the wake of the mass shooting of the uh, satirical Trickle, satrical weekly newspaper, Charlie Hebdo, in Paris in 2015, four hostages, four Jewish hostages were murdered at a kosher supermarket by Islamic terrorists. Now, you remember these things? Yeah, this is just recently. Now, listen to this. This is going to get you. This, put your, listen to me real carefully. The United Kingdom logged a record of 1,382 hate crimes against Jews in 2017, an increase of 34% from the previous years. In the United States, hang on, anti-Semitic anti incidences rose 57% in 2017 the largest single-year increase ever recorded by the Anti-Defamation League. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. Anti-Semitism is on the rise in our country. How do you understand anti-Semitism? There's only one way to understand it. It's satanic. It is satanic. I'm telling you, it is satanic. There's no other way to explain it. If you want to, is there such a thing as the devil? Yeah, just look at anti-Semitism. There's no other way to explain it. And there's no other way to explain that me as a Jew is standing here today. My people should have been wiped out centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries ago. But God has a plan. It's a plan. The devil's against God's plan. God has a plan for you. You think the devil wants God's plan for your life to come to pass? No. There is satanic activity. Prayer is mighty. You, we have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. No one can separate us from the love of God. God has a plan for you and me. And the, the, only way, the only one that can mess up that plan, Satan will try, is you not doing the will of God. I hear these prophetic words when Alan Ross comes to the young people, uh, how God will, will do this and this and this with them. You know, he, he paints a picture of, of what God wants to do in the future. But these people have got to take the steps to walk, to fulfill that. You understand what I'm saying? What happens is most people in the body of Christ, they get to a certain level and they stop growing. They just stop growing. You remember, you remember, I don't know my time here. You remember, you remember, remember the four steps in getting out of your box of excuses? Anybody remember this? See it? Do it. 
Exactly. Exactly. We need to be doers of God's word. How many of you know how many of you know the Great Commission? How many of you never wait, how many of you have never heard of the Great Commission? Raise your hand. You never heard of the Great Commission, Jim? Really? Okay. Andy Gavin's right behind you. He will talk to you. Okay? The Great Commission is evangelism. We're to be a witness. Okay? We're to be a witness. Okay? See it on it, solve it, do it. Okay? There's no, in other words, ain't no excuses. We should be witnessing. One way or another, people should be, be hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So listen, anti-Semitism anti is real. Don't buy into this stuff. When you hear people being anti-Semitic, you know, anti-Semitism today is, is, is seen in anti-Israel, anti-Zionism. Our country really doesn't understand what's going on in Israel unless you've been there. There's a plight of the Palestinians. And God loves them. And in Israel, Tikkun, I was talking to Asher and Trader, he's the head of Tikkun Israel, and there is actually a lot of fellowshipping with Palestinian pastors. And these Palestinian pastors are pro-Israel. They're not anti-Semitic. Why is that? Because they read their Bible. But you don't read about that or hear that on CNN. Anti-Semitism is satanic. Know that. Know that. Don't let ever let it come out of your mouth. Don't let your family do it. Explain to them that it's satanic. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand together. <clears throat> We're in a battle. You may not realize it, but we are in a battle. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace in your heart, knowing that God loves you and Satan doesn't have a chance against the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for downloading and listening to this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We are located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And if you are looking for a church to call home or would like to visit us for one of our services, please visit our site at gracecf.us for our location and service times. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.